This is I Don't Care If You Listen podcast with my mom, Shawnee, and my auntie, Leonica. This is episode 31. Happy Mother's Day and have a good time on Mother's Day. Enjoy Mother's Day gifts. This is Chathan and his mom at BST. You want a BLT for lunch? Oh, yeah. I call it BST. What's a BST? It's a podcast. Oh, a BST podcast? The BS Tracker show? Hey, I did that in the podcast. You did. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, myself included, and my mom, and my grandmas, and... Your grandmas? Anybody who... Yes, both of them are dead. Anybody who is a mom but didn't give birth but is still a mom, happy Mother's Day to you also. To anybody taking on the mom role who didn't know they were going to. Can I tell you something? Congratulations. Your, Happy momhood to you, your too. Your grandma Happy and Mother's grandpa, Day. they're not gone. Where are they? They're in your heart right here. Thank you. And they're in the tune with the song. Too. What are they singing to me? What are they singing? They're singing a different song from all the others. Are we going to start the podcast now? Yeah. I love you. And when Envision, he's not gone. He's singing a song to Scarlet Witch. Okay, well, can I love you. Thanks for making me a mom. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. We recorded this podcast uh, last week, though, so um, during the William Barr hearing. Just took me a while to edit. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for listening to the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast. Welcome back. I don't care if you listen. Here we are. Thank you for joining us. I'm Shalini. She's Leonica. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. You look fantastic. Everybody else can't see you, but your hair looks amazing. You, I love the burgundy. The red, burgundy, burgundy, red. It's pretty. Thank you. It reminds me of college you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's been new and exciting? Tell me about you. Um, I got a new Sorrento. Yay, congratulations. I drove behind one of those today. Pretty cars. Yes, finally. I'm so happy. I love it. I love it. Was that a result of the accident in Chicago? Did you get money back for it? Nope, not yet. We're still waiting to hear from the attorneys. Oh, okay. All right. So I actually just had to send them a release this morning. Oh, fun. Attorneys are always so, fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and here we are almost three years. Yeah. We're going on two years of our lawsuit against the people who stole our shop. I, it's the longest process ever. It is. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 31, plenty to cover as far as the world goes. We um, just kind of did a catch-up behind the scenes, but just to quickly catch everybody up, What's been some highlights of your past couple weeks, aside from getting a brand new Sorrento? Congratulations. I went to see DJ Quick last weekend. How was that show? It was a good show. I had a good time. He's, it's nice listening to the music that you know. You know what I mean? That was our music. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. A day in the life of a player named Quick.
just a stubborn kind of fella with a head like a brick. And just because I drink the eight, they say that I'm hopeless. But I don't give a fuck, so blame it on the locust. Now this is how we do it when we check in a grip. Teddy bears in the house, so don't even trip. We're busting funky compositions as smooth as a prism. So check it while I kick it to this funky ass rhythm. It's Friday morning, the phone is ringing off the hook. And AMG is in the deer reviewing rhymes in this notebook. Or should I say dope sack because we don't bust whack? I pick up the phone and it's the G. What's up, nigga? He said he's coming down at about two on the dot. So I'm about to rest the tub while my water's still hot. And now I'm soaking. A brother like the devastating DJ Quick ain't joking. Fuck with me on DSP and you'll get broken. Been spending a lot of time with my kiddo as much as possible. I had a friend remind me yesterday, what up, Candy? That these are years that I'm never going to get back. So I'm just trying to make sure that I spend as much time and energy as I can with my little dude while he's little dude and while he still wants to hang around me. <laughs> yeah, because in a couple of years he won't. Right. <laughs> He'll come back. They go and hang out with their friends and girlfriends or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they come back because... Ain't nothing like mama. Nothing. Never. Nothing. He says this thing right now, and I know he gets it from me because I always say, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? So he says that. He says, but he says, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? And I don't have the, I don't have the heart to correct him. I just want to keep it as something. But mm -hmm. I'm always like, anything, baby. Tell me anything. So we have a lot of funny conversations. We went and saw Avengers. He was pretty excited about that. Endgame. There was a, okay. a scene, not for any spoilers, there is a scene where Captain America says, Avengers assemble. And I know that is such a common term from Captain America to say, but in that moment, I felt like, America, it's time for Avengers to assemble. We gotta take this shit back. It is ours for the taking. So I was kind of um, inspired a little bit by, by, by that part of the movie. Avengers Assemble. So that's why I was like, my theme is now Avengers Assemble 2020. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I like this one. <laughs> I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Sean and Bianca. And I have this um, feeling that a lot of people are experiencing the same type of social disillusionment mm -hmm. of. I don't know that we're ever going to get our country back on track. I don't know if we're ever going to have a fair election again. I don't know if anyone's ever going to be held accountable for breaking the law and destroying the system for the masses. I don't know if anyone's ever going to be held accountable, but there's a lot of people rocking the boat and making noise, so I'm just going to try and focus on, on the good and not the bad. Yeah. Because holy moly, there's a lot. This William Barr thing. We were, it's happening today as we speak. 
So what's going on with that? So Attorney General Barr, he's a Trump guy. Okay. Uh-huh. When he released the Mueller report, which, by the way, pisses me off still. <coughs> you know, he, he did his whole, his summary of it. Uh-huh. And he lied. You can't lie. <laughs> Especially about somebody else's report. And you're the attorney general. <laughs> you're not supposed, you're not in your position to protect the president. You're in your position to protect your country. So these are but some... The good old boys. Right. Exactly. But it's so deep now. And it's been deep. I know it's always been deep. I know it's always been deep. But at least I took I took solace in people pretending to make it look like an honest thing. Right. Like now it's like they're not even trying to make it look honest at all. Uh-uh. And that's We're the scary part. To this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're entitled to it. And um, Attorney General William Barr being questioned about the Mueller investigation and his release of the redacted version of the final report during a hearing with the Senate Judiciary Committee. Some of the highlights, uh, Barr says that if the president was falsely accused uh, and evidence now suggests that the accusations against him are false, that his desire to remove special counsel does not prove corrupt motive. Barr says he was surprised that Mueller let him decide about the obstruction issue. Senate Committee on the Judiciary Chair Lindsey Graham spent time at the hearing on the investigation into former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's email server. Barr, in his opening statement, says he didn't want to release the Mueller report piecemeal or give out the summaries. Barr defended issuing a letter summarizing the conclusion, saying he wanted to clarify that the president was not in legal jeopardy. Nicole Wallace analysis, we know what we have with A.G. Barr, a staunch Trump ally, a skilled bureaucrat, smarter than Donald Trump. So those are some of the highlights. Um, I am so sick of them. So sick of them. So sick of them. I was trying to watch my girl Rachel Maddow last night, and literally like between Robert Mueller and this whole conversation of what did it mean and what did it say and yada 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 da 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 this paper says this this letter says this da 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 meanwhile homeboy is literally getting away with ruining the world and everybody's just like and these words mean this and these words mean that and it's just like his financial documents have been subpoenaed and he's suing the banks his he and his family are suing the banks telling the banks they shouldn't release the information that has they've been subpoenaed to, to release. Like, what, <laughs> what, how, how is this a thing? Well, and that the banks would heed to that. Right. I'm trying to let go of my dude, Bill Maher. <laughs> I tried, I tried to, but he's just one of the only people, and as much as he, he's been railing on the woke folks. Happy. Yeah. And that's my biggest beef with him is, is like you can't attack those people who are this passionate about it because we need them. We need them because mm-hmm. there's not enough people in the middle. Everybody in the middle is just kind of hanging out waiting to see what's happening. So that's my, my biggest problem with him is that he's kind of got that, you know, oh, here go the woke folks. Here go the woke folks. But I have that's not been. He doesn't have to be woke. Exactly. That's that white male privilege. Exactly. It's because he doesn't have to be woke. It's so funny that you say that. His last episode, he was on with Bob Costas, 
And they were talking about where the cross-section of sports and politics comes into play. And they brought up Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali. They brought up all men. And I was like, so you're telling me Title IX was not a political thing? They didn't bring up one woman. That's perspective for you. That shows you that you can be as liberal and as progressive as you think you are, but really your focus is about what affects you in your space. Uh And unless you are clear-eyed and open to all the different groups that are affected by these certain policies, then you're not being true to it. But what he did say about the Mueller thing, I got to tell you, I was he he literally read my mind with the Mueller thing. Let's see. Let me see if I can find it. Uh Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series Real Time with Bill Maher. Start the clock. Now I know if an idiot does it, it's not illegal. Yeah, there was there was no prosecuting from the prosecutor, but he left breadcrumbs because that worked out so well for Hansel and Gretel. Anyway, we got a great show. And finally, new rule: just because you have a stone face doesn't mean you belong on Mount Rushmore. For two years, America has had a crazy person in the White House, and for over two years, the Democrats have done fuck all about it because they were waiting for Mueller. We all sat around waiting for Prosecutor Jesus to turn in his big report. And he came back with, ask someone else. We needed Superman, and we got Clark Kent. Trump calls the Mueller report the crazy Mueller report, and in a way he's right, because it's over 400 pages detailing terrible crimes by a corrupt president, yet Mueller does not prosecute. If Dostoevsky had written the report, it would be called crime and no punishment. (laughs) Mueller's report is full of buts. Don Jr. met with the Russians, but... Manafort gave internal polling data to a Russian, but Trump obstructed justice every day, but Robert Mueller, he loves big butts and he cannot lie. (laughs) Preet Bharara was on real time the week the the bar summary came out, and I had one burning question. Could a different prosecutor have reached a completely different conclusion? And he said, yeah. That's all I need to know. I get it. Mueller's a Boy Scout, a straight arrow. He played it by the book. But you may have noticed for the past three years, we're kind of been off book. And greatness sometimes means not doing everything by the book. Thomas Jefferson made the Louisiana Purchase in 1803, doubling the size of the United States without any authority to do so. But history called his name, and it said, Take the shot, Mav. That's what Spielberg's movie Lincoln is about. Even after the Emancipation Proclamation, black people were not free. That required a constitutional amendment initiated in Congress. And to make that happen, while he had a window to make it happen, Lincoln lied, bribed, freed prisoners, even fast-tracked an entire new state into the Union. 
none of which Mueller would have had to do. All he had to do is what people in the justice system do every day, use the law to come to justice, not be so restricted by technicalities that the bad guys win. Clint Eastwood never made a movie called Clean Harry. <laughs> Sometimes it comes down to you. The attorney general is corrupt. The Congress is dysfunctional. What good is leaving a roadmap for impeachment if you know a tribal party before country Republican Senate will never remove the president? Bob... Your trail of breadcrumbs isn't good enough. We're not that smart anymore. America is an aging shortstop. You have to hit it right at us. That was for you, Bob. That was good. Nice reference, Bill. To me, this report is summed up in the words, Donald Trump Jr. declined to be voluntarily interviewed. So make him. Was he too busy? You couldn't work around his tweeting schedule? And you, tough guy, couldn't get the president's taxes? You didn't follow the money? You didn't interview Trump, we're told, because he couldn't possibly testify under oath without perjuring himself? And that's our problem? It's one feckless punt after another. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Giuliani said this week, there's nothing wrong with taking information from Russians. That's where we are now. I lay that on Mueller. From now on, you can meet with foreign governments, invite them to hack your opponents, break campaign finance laws, as long as it's by reason of, duh, I'm plausibly too dumb to know what I'm doing. For a guy who didn't want to break precedent by indicting a president... Mueller sure created a lot of new precedents, because that's what law is, new precedents. It's always evolving. You can't indict a sitting president. It's not in the Constitution. It's not even a law. It's a guideline, like drinking white wine with fish or not fucking your cousin. It's a fucking memo. In Watergate, the special prosecutor, Jaworski, faced a very similar guideline, but he understood the big picture and his role in history, and he sued a sitting president anyway. Mueller could have done that, and the headline the next day would have been, Mueller breaks with precedent, indicts Trump, and then that would be our new reality. Oh, if only. And it would have been a better reality because now Trump goes into the election as a vindicated martyr, and hell hath no fury like a whiny little bitch scorned. Maybe we should have brought back Ken Starr as prosecutor. At least he knew how to go after a dick in the Oval Office. I I'm telling you, I probably the only reason that I still have HBO, well, aside from Game of Thrones, as, and watch him every week is 
he's the only public face that I see as disgusted as I am with this whole thing. I don't I don't hear enough people being as disgusted or blown away with it, honestly. And maybe, you know, if I listen to a billion podcasts or watch a whole lot of TV, but day to day, I don't see people as disgusted as, as I feel like I should see them. They're not nearly as disgusted as I feel like they should be. There's a lot of people who don't know who William Barr is. A lot of people who don't know that the president put his own dude in the attorney general position. Yeah, I remember when he did it. I just... But a lot of people don't know. I mean, a lot of people aren't paying attention to what's going on. They just saw the Mueller report come out, and they said, oh, okay, Mueller report said no no collusion. No, it actually said a lot more than that, and it actually basically laid out the groundwork for collusion. But Homeboy literally just needed to say, he's guilty as shit. I mean, he needed to put those words, guilty, for anybody to even, people weren't going to sit and read 468 pages or whatever it was. People weren't going to sit there and find out for themselves. They weren't going to do the work. That's just not where we live anymore. We're not in that world. And I don't know if you've been paying attention. You know the Equal Rights Amendment? Congress holds first Equal Rights Amendment hearing in 36 years. House Judiciary Subcommittee on Tuesday held the first congressional hearing on the Equal Rights Amendment in 36 years as supporters push for ratification. ERA advocates want a time requirement to be stripped from the amendment's language. Congress passed the ERA in 1972, but failed to earn the backing of enough state legislatures to be ratified by a 1982 deadline. The majority of those testifying Tuesday before the Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties argued the deadline was arbitrary and should be removed. The panel heard testimony from a pair of female Democratic lawmakers backing legislation that would add language to the Constitution, stating everyone is equal under the law. Other witnesses included actress and advocate Patricia Arquette, as well as legal experts and a state senator involved in getting the ERA ratified in Nevada. Both Nevada and Illinois have ratified the amendment in recent years. Ratification failed by one vote in Virginia earlier this year. That sends chills down the spines of each and every one of us. It should send chills down the spines of each and every one of us that discrimination is not prevented against women in the Constitution of the United States. This is Representative Jackie Fire, uh, the Democrat out of California. That's what she said at a hearing. She has introduced legislation that would remove the time requirement from the ERA and allow it to be added to the Constitution once it is ratified by the 38th state. So, yeah, just... Yeah, they've been trying to get this done for a long time, too. I can't even believe we're here. <laughs> How is this still a thing? How is it? That's from uh, The Hill. The thing. It's the same reason they have to ratify the Voting Rights Act. Mm-hmm. Crazy. They have to keep renewing that. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And I think that just most of us just go by day to day and we don't know what is happening behind the scenes. And it's just all crumbling, crumbling, crumbling. My question is, well, my observation is, there are most women don't consider their gender a minority status. When you say minorities, they're thinking of people of color. Oh yeah, yeah. But they don't especially white they're women. A minority too. Yeah. But yeah, that's specifically who I'm talking about. It's funny well, because most people don't think about it either. I um, I find myself to be very um breastfeeding for example 
I find myself to be a big proponent of breastfeeding. I feel like Mm -hmm. the science shows the benefit, right? But a lot of people, you know, the science shows the benefit. My um, cousin's fiance last week posted something about how she was disgusted by women breastfeeding in public. And I I caught myself, I started to respond and I thought, wow, that's a younger generation person who's still hung up on the men can go shirtless, but women shouldn't shit. Uh-huh. That is like the one of the root issues behind discrimination against women is this whole, we got to cover up, but they don't. But I didn't even want to go there. Like I cannot have these conversations on Facebook. I cannot have these conversations in a digital space. Peace be with you, sister. May your child rearing years go exactly how you want them to go. But how do you, how do you have, uh, if we're working against our own interests day to day, how are we ever going to be equal? How are we ever going to get equal pay? The most simple of things. We work against our own interests. Yeah, we do. Because that is so dumb. So dumb. You got me caught up on the whole covering yourself up piece. Cause you know that's something that has always pissed me off. Why I gotta run around with a hot ass shirt on? They running around. They titties bigger than mine sometimes. I mean, there was this whole viral video uh, or viral image that it's 2019 and we are in a very interesting time. It was the musculoskeletal picture of a woman's chest and how the the milk ducts look like flowers around the pectorals, Mm -hmm. and we don't ever get to see images like that. We're always in every doctor's office, every doctor's office, you're seeing the musculoskeletal structure of a man. You're not seeing the musculoskeletal structure of a woman because you're uncomfortable with my flowering milk creators. No, you know why, Shalini? And it's been this way since, I don't know where, creation, but it's because men can't handle it. Because, like I said before, we're animals. Mm-hmm. And they have this physiological attraction, impulse that they cannot control, that they want to deny that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And so those that's why those rules came about, to keep men in line. You know, we have to be responsible for the way men act by dress the way we dress. You know, it's our responsibility. It, it, it always gets put on us instead of the responsibility for them to handle themselves in accordingly whatever a woman does or if she does not have on anything. I mean, they have to get past this animalistic behavior and I don't know how long it's gonna take them, but their animalistic behavior is one, keeping equality at bay and it's also destroying all the efforts that have been made this male poison i mean it is it's kind of like this you know this 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 poison that just keeps messing everything up male leaders are really causing a lot of issues and have been for a long time the fact that they can't see it is what's the issue too they there's no recognition of the fact that they're messing up you're messing oh, up. Yeah. You're screwing up. You guys are screwing up. You've been screwing up. You're not getting us anywhere. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Leonica.
and I always felt like I had missed an opportunity to kind of take that to the next level. Um, but I was kind of excited. There's this new group campaign effort called Supermajority. And if you visit supermajority.com, uh, you could check it out. Um, Cecil Richards from Planned Parenthood started it, one of the co-founders of, I believe, Black Lives Matter uh, also. Um Supermajority.com, women are marching, running for office, donating to and advocating for causes and campaigns and voting in record numbers. We can be the most powerful force in America if we do the work together. We're building a supermajority of women who are organizing for gender equity. Sign up to be a founding member and part of this from the beginning. Um, here's what we will create together. One, a values agenda that puts women in issues like child care and equal pay front and center. Two, an online home you can turn to for news and how-tos on everything from Organizing 101 to understanding where elected officials and candidates stand on the issues that affect women's lives. Three, in-person trainings that will help you become the most effective organizer you can be and a community of women activists to stand alongside you. Four, an intersectional, intergenerational movement of women that is going to drive the change we deserve for good. The power of women, the majority of Americans are women. Uh, we are the majority of grassroots volunteers, donors, and voters. In the past two years, we've marched, advocated for our priorities, and run for office in record numbers. We're building our power. Now let's be powerful together. So I don't know what it'll be, what it'll become, but I joined them. I joined them and joined the group, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to sign up, too. But I don't know about opt-in for text messages, though. But check this out. You know what I think one of the huge barriers are that eventually we're going to have to overcome or at least start discussing just like all oh, this male privilege because it really validates that whole male privilege thing and mm -hmm. that's religion. I mean, at the end of the day, people are going to go to their spiritual books and say that the divine master placed a hierarchy where women are supposed to be beneath men. You think that's what it is? You think it's that it's going to come down to that? I, I mean, I think it's going to be a multifaceted approach. I mean, I think there's going to be lots of different um, angles that we're going to have to address. But yeah, I mean, religion and organized religion is definitely one of those. I think that's going to be our biggest hurdle. I At always with other women. Yeah. I, I always run into this conversation. I feel like the big line in the sand for a lot of people, or I should say line in the concrete, the big wall that a lot of people put up is the pro-life, pro-choice thing. 
they won't yeah. go past that. Like once you say to somebody, if you support a progressive plan for women, you are supporting women's right to do with their body what they want, a lot of people shut off. That's where they're like, nope, can't do it. That's 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 pro-choice. That's not pro-life. Can't be any part of that. And where did that come from? Their religion. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Organized religion, I mean, you go back to the whole, I, every time I drive past the giant church and I see all these churches just getting all these, you know, they got the church thrift store, getting all these donations, there's all this tax-free stuff that they kind of just function and they build these giant, gaudy churches and... Massive. Right. And to be able to get away with that, and you're just talking, in my little sphere, I see so many, we multiply that times millions and it's just like... Religion is such a guilty part of this whole system being screwed up. Uh -huh. People always default to that. Yeah, I mean, that's going to have to be addressed at the local level. That's going to have to be addressed in the churches. But I don't know. Churches, the churches are not going to address that. They're never going to look at themselves. They will not critique themselves. No, and they're going to say that we're sinners for doing so. And right. That's why they tell them not to be around people who don't believe. Right. Because they don't want them to think. Right. And, and so it self-perpetuates forever and ever and ever. Isn't that something? A, yeah. I just wish I could see so much change in my lifetime. And it's crazy because in history, change the, the change we're talking about takes hundreds of years. But I am seeing on the news, though, where churches are losing members, like, excessively one of the churches in albion was on the news for closing like a first presbyterian church they had been around for 130 something years and they wound up with like 10 members and now they're gone i think there are statistics showing the younger generations are less inclined to be attached to organized religion well yeah it doesn't it's not practical mm -hmm. for them mm -hmm. and it doesn't um, speak to them i think to a lot of them it doesn't speak to them no. Have you been paying attention to what's happening in Venezuela? A little bit. So there's a big uh, uprising, a big uprising in Venezuela. It's extremely violent right now. Um, Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro declared victory over Tuesday's attempted uprising, vowing retaliation against those who plotted a coup to remove him from office. This will not go unpunished, Mr. Maduro said. Basically, it's what I am afraid that Trump is going to do. He's, he got voted out and he's not leaving office. Um, he had a first address broadcast on television and radio since the pre-dawn attempt to remove him by a group of soldiers led by opposition leader and self-declared president Juan Guaido. Maduro also used his speech to deny claims by U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo that he had intended to flee to Cuba in the midst of a military uprising. Pompeo said that um, Maduro had a plane ready to take him to Cuba, but the Russians prevented him from leaving the country. Pompeo, please, this really is a joke, Mr. Maduro said. Um, this is from Yahoo. He called on supporters to take this. Uh, Mr. Guaido had said earlier on Tuesday evening that Maduro did not have the support of the armed forces and called on members of the military to keep advancing in efforts to oust the socialist leader. He called on supporters to take to the streets again on Wednesday for the largest march in the country's history. Um, 
so there's like a civil war. I mean, it's it's a brewing civil war happening there. There's chaos in the streets, and it's it's probably going to just get a lot uglier. It sounds like the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, he told Mike Pompeo that further aggressive steps in Venezuela would be fraught with the gravest consequences. Yeah, like, we'll handle that. Like, you know what we'll do. Rachel Maddow was saying last night, she was like, usually in situations like this, you expect the U.S. government to kind of keep organization and peace and you know just say the right things and do the right things with caution but this particular administration is just so off the rails that you don't know how this is going to go senior u.s administration figures gave their vocal backing to mr guaido with vice president mike pence mr pompeo and national security advisor john bolton all issuing supportive statements Trump tweeted, I am monitoring the situation in Venezuela very closely. The United States stands with the people of Venezuela and their freedom. I don't know. Bolton said that America was very well informed with what was taking place and again declined to rule out military action, insisting all options were on the table. Right. How long has this been going on, this election, for a couple months? I feel like a while, yeah. We've been hearing about this for a while. Um... But it's just, I mean, I kind of feel like it's a sign of the times. Like, people who have power are not going to give it up. Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump, I don't know that they're going to give up power. I, I don't. And that goes back to why we're doing this podcast, is it's our way of documenting this time in history, because it's just We've been seen crazy. We've before. Yeah. There's been video of military vehicles plowing down protesters. I won't yeah. watch it. But that's what's happening, is that type of energy of take down the protesters. And they knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It could have been prevented. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of been boiling over for a while, but it, I feel like it's a kind of an ugly sign of what's possible now. Law and order is no more. So I don't think. The, where's the United Nations? United Nations response to Venezuela, UN News. More aid is needed. The combination of medicine and food shortages within Venezuela together with the spread of disease across the country's borders amounts to a complex humanitarian emergency that requires a full-scale response by the United Nations Secretary General. Some 300,000 Venezuelan children in Colombia need humanitarian assistance. UNICEF looks to boost response funding. 327,000 children from Venezuela living as migrants and refugees in Colombia are in jeopardy. This was from Monday. Yeah, their health system has collapsed. That was a month ago. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. It's scary in that I feel like I'm nervous to say that it What's the difference between where we're at and where they're at? <laughs> it's sad to put it that way because I kind of like being in my cushy little space and driving in my cushy little car and going to my cushy little restaurants and checking in books in and out of the library and, you know, watching Netflix. I like the cushy stuff. Cushy's good. Again, I am too lazy to revolt. Like, I am not built to revolt. I'm just a lazy person, but, like... Well, you know what? You better start doing some exercises. I started doing Walk 15. 
<laughs> we can do we can do it together on this video. That's funny. It's like, what are you training for? A revolution. <laughs> Power to the people. Power to the people. <laughs> the revolution will not be televised. No, it, it will, will be streamed. streamed. Well, at least be in enough shape to run and hide. <laughs> you will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 District. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. The podcast with Shalini and Leonica. Part B of all this why are there all of these Democratic nominees for president? They are just muddying up the waters. They couldn't, Chris was like, they couldn't just get together and sit down and say, okay, well, these are the five best choices. They couldn't come to grips and, and do something good like that. It's the primaries. Still, we don't need that many people. It is not that. Come on. Like, let's not get this much of an ego trip, people. Let's go. Narrow it down to five solid people. I mean, it'll well, get narrowed it, down. It's but. A it, it's a sign that there are people who still believe in the American dream and feel that they can achieve it. So that's, you know, that that's pretty cool. Or people who are fed up enough to say, let me just try, give this a try to yeah. fix this mess that this dude has created. It's half pretty crazy, half looks a little sloppy. You know, like but it... The, important well i mean it it looks a little i feel like it makes us look very sloppy that's my issue i feel like it makes the democratic side of things just look so all over the place like that's where third parties get justified is when you've got this much discourse between one party then you start having people say oh well then we need a third party and that's where we're getting dude literally anybody but this guy 
I don't care if you pick up Joe from the corner. I don't care if you pick up, you know, Tina from the store. Whoever it is, that person needs to beat him. He cannot leave this country. His people cannot leave this country. You got to get that cancer out of here. You got to get it out one way or the other. Do you think, how cool would it be if Obama ran for vice president with Joe Biden? <laughs> hey. He would be a good vice president. Dude. <laughs> if he could fix all this stuff, he would be vice president in name only. <laughs> oh, man. Right. <sighs> Avengers Assemble 2020. He, he is the reason for so much of this, though, Shell. Yeah. I mean... I'm really happy because what it, it it just revealed how strong and hidden white supremacy was, mm -hmm. and how and systemic, how systemic. I mean, it is exactly. in there, yeah. And now that it's been identified, it, it's really hard to be denied. I mean, everywhere you go, you see diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts taking place, and trainings and organizations popping up, consultants. So uh, they're training people to respond to the BS, and eventually we're going to work through their issues. Lots of things are happening, and there's a lot of good stuff happening, too. It, again, I, what I thought was going to be possible in this lifetime may really fall into that 200, 300-year zone. Hey, we survived Hoover. <laughs> True. True. And besides that, you know, whole Watergate thing, my people spoke highly of Nixon. <laughs> At least in terms of the economy. Besides that whole thing. <laughs> right. Besides that whole thing. But in terms of the economy, you know, everybody was employed and fruitful and the automobile industry was booming. I mean, do you think we should all start learning Russian? Hell no. That will never happen. I know a song in Russian, a kid's song. You know what? Now, I think that's something that might bring everybody together. Yeah, think. Because we had too many decades of Cold War with Russia and the Soviet Union. They don't care. I'm going to tell you. In their but you hearts. Know what? That's in their hearts, in the heart know. of hearts, in the heart of hearts, the people who support this president really like the idea that Russia is an all-white place. And well, they, then they can take their ass. And they, and and they, they admire that. And they I admire that. So here. they won't. They don't look at it as treason or being a traitor because it's the Russians. If the Russians look different, it would be treasonous, and he would be a traitor. But because the Russians don't look different, they don't see any problems with teaming up with him. Drago averages 1,850 pounds. So the result's quite obvious. And what results are those? Whatever he hits, he destroys. I was really afraid to go to an anti-Trump rally. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, that's all they want, is to get a whole bunch of us together, go up 10 stories above, <laughs> They're not shy about their willingness and desire to, quote unquote, take us out. They have bumper stickers with it. They have t-shirts with it. They flat out 
want to physically take their opponents out and I oppose them. I'd love to sit down and chat. I'd love to sit down and have like real conversations with these people. Oh, that would be great. I would love it. You know what though? I think I knew my entire life that I would be fighting for social justice and policy changes and equity. Like I, I just knew that I had to do that. It wasn't any other choice. Even I, I think even when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. That was one of the I questions did. that Supermajority website asked. They were like, when did you know? I was like, I was voted women's liver in high school. I must have been talking a lot of stuff then for the whole class to be like, <laughs> she's the women's liver. And I can honestly tell you, for me, it was just me being me and saying this is right and this is wrong. I don't really remember saying, you know, women's rights and I didn't really, to me it was just rights of rights of rights. You gotta have rights, we all have rights, you gotta have rights. See, and I got teased for that crap. We all did, I did too. My classmates thought they were being cute. They were taking jabs at me. They weren't (laughs) giving it to me out of love. They were giving it to me out of F this B, she's the women's liver. Like they weren't giving it to me out of love. They didn't like me. Yeah, I was Miss NAACP and Shirley Chisholm. Compliment, compliment. <laughs> yeah, right? Compliment, compliment. Now looking back, it's a compliment. Those individuals who were saying those things are those individuals who we may be talking about. That's exactly yeah. who they are. I could tell you based on Facebook posts and everything else I see that those are people who are either middle of the row, don't want to pick a side because they don't want to piss anybody off, or full on... You know, Trump is God. They're one or the other. But to people who actually are willing to stand up and push against and push back, they're few and yeah. far between. I don't know that I really went to school with too many of them. Yeah, they're far and few in between. Mm-hmm. That's bad, too. I don't know any different. I really don't know how to do any different or be any different. Me either. <laughs> it's exhausting. You know what? You know why? DNA. <laughs> No, because the Constitution has not been ratified so that I could have equal rights, so that I can always vote. That's why. And people take that for granted. People take it for granted that no matter what, we could all vote. No matter what, we could all go in. Our vote, every vote counts. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You sure about that? For how long? For right. how long? Right. People take it for granted. We take a lot for granted. I'm looking at these riots and stuff in Venezuela, and I, I'm reminded of how much we're taking for granted. Yeah. We take exactly. a lot for granted. We take stoplights for granted. We take electricity driving. for granted. Driving. water. We take it all for granted. And the saddest part that I feel about it is Reading. for the kids. I feel bad for the future yeah. generations. I am so sorry we put you in this situation. Y'all need to, you need to get working harder than my generation did for sure. Don't worry about, you know, Z Cavaricci and Belle Biv DeVoe and Cross Colors and all that stuff. You guys need to focus on making sure you have water in your lifetime. You need to make sure you have air in your lifetime you need Mm -hmm. to i'm sorry that we put this on you and that our that your ancestors couldn't take care of this for you but we didn't so you guys don't have time to have fun i'm sorry you you you, as soon as you guys can start walking talking eating you need to start being activists come on you chop chop 
Yeah, it's real. Chop, chop. <laughs> it's real. I mean, that's what I did. But they got it. It was like, I, you know what? Like, I told you that story about the Easy Bake Oven, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can tell it again. <laughs> when I was eight years old, my mom bought me an Easy Bake Oven. And I was angry at her. Yeah. And I asked her, what are you trying to do? Domesticate me? <laughs> because I just knew she was trying to prepare me to be in somebody's kitchen barefoot and pregnant when I wanted to be in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. And it ticked me off because every time I turn around, I would hear things like stay in a woman's place. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. I was determined that my place would be wherever I decided to be. Mm-hmm. When I was so, dating, my, when I, I had, I had, I was engaged and um, found out that, 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 that the man had been cheating on me and I was single for a few years and I got back into the world of dating and then I started going on these dates that my mom was setting me up on and she would always say, don't talk religion and politics, don't talk, talk religion and politics. And I was like, why not? If I can't agree with this person on that basic stuff, I sure as hell am not going to go any further with them. But as a woman, that's not what that's not attractive to a man if you have those conversations. Well, that's just too bad. Mm-hmm. Because I mm-hmm. it, it burns a fire under my ass, and I need to talk about it. Because that <laughs> fire is getting hot. Yeah, I remember hearing that too. So yeah, you're just supposed to be submissive. Well, just we're not. not. I'm telling so you, I tell not. Chris all the time. You know, I t- I say to him all the time. He doesn't think, he thinks it's funny now, and I don't think that a lot of men think about it, but my stature as a young girl, from the time I can remember, if they would have trained me and they would have said to me, we're going to train you to play football. All you need to do is focus on that red shirt right there, and every single time you play, take it out. That is your only job. Take out that red shirt. I would have wrecked them. I would have wrecked them. I would have had a scholarship. I would have gone to school for it. I'd be playing the NFL. That's where I would have been. But nobody, that was never an option. That was never even a possibility. That wasn't a thing. No, put on that dress and sit there with your legs closed. Aren't you excited you get to wear this pretty jewelry? Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Pretty. Well, I kind of like the jewelry. But you know, yeah, I do too. Now. Now. Because it's the only thing that doesn't really tell me what size I am. It fits me, no matter what. <laughs> Give me some jewelry. Give me some jewelry. Every day of the week, give me some jewelry. Girl, you ain't never lied. But it's true. It's that how we are socializing young women is so based on how we were socialized. And generations before us were socialized. And... To even be having the conversation of equality feels so silly, but we are still having those conversations even amongst ourselves about whether or not a woman should or shouldn't be covering up her breast when she's feeding her child out of the out of the body that was made to feed the child. <laughs> like I, it's just <laughs> mind explosion. Consistently. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. You're right.
care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Yamaka. Thank you.